This that lunchroom chatter podcast, you know? Well, you sit up and think about fucking your girl's best friend, but you can't because your girl's a fighter and she'll fuck you up. This that lunchroom chatter podcast where you lay up and think about being a porn star, but you can't because you come too quick, so you got to eat the pussy for 95 minutes. Mmm, that kind of shit. This that lunchroom chatter podcast where you in bed at night thinking about beating your meat, but you can't because you live with your mama. And she busts in the room and say, bitch, get the fuck up. Mama, why you ain't knock on the door first? This that kind of shit. Where you can be yourself, where you can relax, where you could put yourself into the mind of another nigga. So stay tuned. Let's get this shit poppin'. Lunchroom Chatter Podcast, baby. Yo, yo, yo. So this week, oh man, this gonna be a serious week. But a week where I feel I can convey a message. Well, you know, those who are going to understand the message are those who have an open mind and those who do who do not react solely off of social media backlash. Now, Trending this week is the Netflix movie Cuties. I'm pretty sure by now, most, if not all, have seen the artwork that Netflix had released about a month or so back for for the movie Cuties. You also have seen the video now that everybody keeps sharing of the 11 and 12-year-old girls twerking in the movie. But first of all, that's the shit I don't understand. Let's just put that out there point blank. A lot of people, if not majority, say that the clip is inappropriate and it is out of context. And I 100% agree. Like if you just see that clip and then, of course, the fact that the girls are so young, like it is inappropriate to be shared on social media. But what I see is people saying, you know what? This video is so inappropriate as they share the video. If you say the video is not appropriate and you say, you know, it's people shouldn't see it. Stop sharing or posting the fucking picture or the video to make a point. Now, here's where we are going to go our separate ways because I ended up watching the movie Cuties. And I know some of y'all dumbasses going to say, well, you know, uh, the fact that you watch the movie, you are supporting pedophiles and all that bullshit. That is 100% not true. Now, look, I watched the movie because, like, one thing I don't do, I don't like to react off of social media because a lot of things can be taken out of context. Now, just seeing the video for what it is, it is 100% gross, but seeing it, you know, in relation to the movie's bigger picture and in relation to the bigger message that the, the writers and the director wanted to convey, it all makes sense. And I know right now some of you guys may still be listening like, I don't know what the fuck he talking about. Why is he talking about this shit? It is 100% nasty. But, but what I'm saying is that there's no difference when you hear music now. Like, most female rappers rap about sex. That is promoting sexuality. That is promoting and encouraging girls to be promiscuous. 
when you have Cardi B come on a song, and now those of y'all out there saying, you know, my daughter, she don't listen to that kind of music. I watch my daughter. You are fucking wrong. There's no way your child can go to school, take a school bus, be around her friends at lunch, and you somehow are naive and thinking that your daughter, your precious baby, does not hear that music and does not have thoughts and does not, you know, sadly wish to act upon those thoughts based on the lyrics that she hears, you are sadly mistaken. So when Cardi B says, I want you to park that big Mack truck in this little garage, and you think your 10 and 11-year-old daughter is thinking what you're thinking, oh, Wait, let, let me backtrack real quick Because I see a lot of people saying You know, when Meg Thee Stallion raps about You know, sucking dick It's woman empowerment It's making women more in touch with themselves That is you That is your adult mindset That is coming from a grown woman's thinking But if you are naive to think that A 10-year-old girl A girl that's 11 or 12 Is thinking Oh, look at Meg Empowering us women you are a fucking dumbass. So when the song starts and Cardi B says, you know, I need a freak, all this other shit in rapping about. The name of the song is What Ass Pussy. Now, Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion, they are supremely talented. Let's clap it up real quick. I am not taking away from their talent. They are both supremely talented females. And human beings overall But there needs to be versatility Because Of course when I see adult Women defending the song It makes sense because you are grown Enough to make your own Decisions Because you have been through things in life But and I'm going to tell y'all later too About a time when I was working in middle school And I had female girls hit on me I mean girls that's as young as 10 fucking years old and about a time I had to check an 11 year old girl Because I felt so uncomfortable Because she was around her friends And they was and she said to her friends You know um, Look at John he's so cute I'm gonna make him my sugar daddy And I heard that shit Now those who know me personally You guys know I'm always upbeat I'm in a great mood I'm smiling But when I heard that shit It just flipped the switch And I Did I curse at her? Yes I didn't curse in terms of cursing her out But I said that shit ain't cool It's not cool But we gonna get into that shit later But um, first I wanna I wanna play y'all a clip because Again I understand I am diving into a touchy subject I get it But who am I to tell these These parents what to do with their kids Now it's not like the R. Kelly situation or even the Michael Jackson situation where kids were being touched inappropriately or kids were being fucked. That is not the case here. Those situations are different because I've seen people comparing this to that also. These kids were not molested or treated in that kind of way. Now, Having watched the movie, are some scenes cringeworthy to watch? 100%. But that is, like, reality is not always what we want to see. Like, sometimes it's tough. This shit is tough, man. 
It's like y'all know how they had those those programs on Beyond Skid Straight where you know I seen parents saying you know it's wrong to have eight year old kids going to jail and inmates in their face. Like sometimes reality is not as pretty as we would like it to be. Have any of y'all been on TikTok? Like the shit that was in the movie Cuties, there's about twenty times worse on TikTok. And the movie was trying to convey a message that this is the shit that we see. This is the shit that girls believe. But I'm going to let her tell y'all this shit, man. Let me get my phone. Hold on for a second. Because we got to get, we got, we going to be real. We got to be real. I understand that, you know, a lot of y'all who listen, y'all some sensitive motherfuckers, but we going to keep it a hundred. Because watching the movie from the beginning to the end, even now, again, there's some spoilers, but, but you know, the fact that a lot of y'all saying I'm not going to watch it, cancel Netflix, it don't matter if I spoil the shit. Y'all ain't going to watch it anyway. But when the movie started right, and that a main character, I believe her name was Amy, she went to do laundry. And there was a girl in the laundry room about 11 or 12 years old, and she was dancing, you know, provocatively. She had her hair straight, and that a black girl... You know, her hair was quote unquote nappy. Like she didn't have the best clothes on. So she went upstairs after seeing the girl dancing and she grabbed her mama's iron and she tried to iron her fucking hair because we are taught even now, we are taught by male and female celebrities that having your hair nappy or having your hair curly, that's not cute. The only way to have your hair cute is to have your hair straight so you can look exotic. Like that is what they look, that that is what these little girls are taught from a young age. That the only way to look desirable and attractive is to have your hair one way. And that is not true in the movie. The overall message in the movie even though I 100% agree the fact that Netflix changed the film's original marketing into some straight fucking bullshit, like, that is where I knock Netflix. Let me get right there real quick. The fact that Netflix changed the movie's original marketing to those four fucking girls, like, in provocative outfits, and put that as, as the artwork for the movie... Like, whoever's responsible for that shit, they did that movie no fucking justice, and they set it up. It's like they set up this whole controversy by, just leave leave the fucking movie's original poster, which was of the four girls going shopping and having a good time. But the fact that it wasn't going to be played in America, like, I believe they tried to Americanize it and make it, you know, more watchable or give it, you know, a different type of persona but the shit was fucked up but what I'm gonna play y'all real quick this is this is the black woman this is the director and the creator of the movie and she is going to tell you why she wrote the movie let me play y'all what she said this is from her my own name novel. is Maimuna Dukuri and I'm the director of Cuties Q 
it is is a story of an 11 years old little girl who is trying to find herself. She's navigating between two models of femininity. One represents her mother's traditional origins, and the other one is a group of young girls called cuties. I had the idea of cuties when one day during a neighborhood gathering in Paris, a group of very young dancers came on the stage and they were dancing like what we are used to seeing in a video clip. Let me pause it right quick. She said she had the idea for the movie Cuties because she was at a Paris, she was in Paris and she saw a show and young girls came on stage dancing provocatively because they were emulating what they see on TV. Now, a lot of you, a lot of you, a lot of women out there, you guys who listen to this podcast, you have young daughters. Now, if you think your daughter is not watching Meg Thee Stallion, you know, twerk all over social media and it be applauded in the comments or what, or actually watching the WAP video and listening to the song, if you think your daughter is not having thoughts or think that, you know, my favorite celebrity, this is what they deem to be attractive. So the only way I can be loved and get the attention and feel, and feel, you know, proud of myself as a woman is to embrace my sexuality. Like, that is what is being taught online. Let me dive back into this shit, man. I was surprised because of the age. They were only 11 years old. So I decided to spend the next year and a half doing research. I met uh, with hundreds of preteens who told me their story. I needed to know how they felt about their own femininity in today's society and how they dealt with their self-image at a time when social media is so important. Our girls see that the more a woman is overly sexualized on social media, the more she's successful and the children just... A hundred percent agree. That is what young girls see now. Again, from your adult mindset, you know, you may see things, see other things, but young girls see that. The more, like she said, the more a woman is sexualized on social media, the more she is successful. We all know that. But put your mind into the... Just into a young girl's mind, a girl that's 10 and sees, you know, if I post my diploma, I get five likes. But if I post myself in panties, I get 500. We're going to dive this episode, man. Lunchroom to the podcast, man. Stay tuned. We getting to some shit this episode, man. What up, what up, man? We back on Lunchroom to the podcast, man. So before I dive back into this, this cuties topic, um... One of my great friends from DR, she brought to my attention that <laughs> that when women love you. Now, I did not notice. I don't know how I didn't notice the fact that I grew up in the Bronx. You know, I'm in the Bronx, it's nothing but blacks, Dominicans, and Puerto Ricans. You know, whites and Africans, everybody else mixed in, but a lot of Hispanics. So she told me that, I guess in DR or in Spanish culture, like, when somebody calls you, I think she said mi negro or something like that. That, that like, That's like the ultimate I love you. Let me let her explain it first. Because, I mean, hold on. Like, I just, I mean, I understand from like a different culture, it sounds great. But for like for somebody to say, yo, you my negro. Like, that's the way I take it. But let me let her explain it. This is the voicemail she sent. Let me play some of this shit real quick. Our country if um a woman finds you attractive or if she's in love with you or 
um, even if she likes you, depending on the type of woman, though. Um, they will call you different names. They will call you different names. I tell you that. They will call you papi. They will call you mi amor. They will call you different things. But one of the words that people use a lot is mi negro. And in your country, that seems something very wrong. But here, it's like, that means, like, the ultimate I love you. Like, here. <laughs> I mean. I don't know why I felt the need to bring that up, but I thought that shit was funny, man. I mean, because, like, imagine that over here. Like, for example, like, there's a black man dating a white girl, and, you know, she eventually ends up loving him, and she said, you know what? You are my nigga, though. It's like that, that's, that takes a whole different meaning. Now, understand, there are, like, a, a lot of different, like, fetishes. You know, it's like role-playing during sex to where, you know, like a white girl, I'm sure it happens where she's, like, she may say something like, oh, tie me up and pretend, you know, you like the runaway slave and make me pay for everything I did to you. Like, like y'all know it's fetishes like that. Like, it happens. It happens, man. <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine that because I know it's crazy, man. But uh, let's dive back into this cutie shit, man. <clears throat> like... I want to say this beforehand. Like, I understand what people mean when they say, or I kind of understand, I guess, why people say the movie Cuties, you know, it can be like a pedophile's dream. I understand it from that perspective, but a pedophile is going to be a pedophile. Now, I'm not saying it's right because, after, like I said, after watching the movie, like, it's a lot of shock value in the movie. And there are plenty parts that it's tough to watch. To put it out there, it's tough to watch. But having the movie or not having the movie is not going to make a pedophile not be a pedophile. So that's the part I understand, but then I don't get. Because a pedophile, they could watch a regular, they could watch a regular fucking movie and see a child fully clothed and everything and they're still going to be, they're still going to be their natural self which is sadly that they like and they gain sexual arousal from kids like i said it's tough for me to be fully angry now like i say would i if i had a daughter would i let her participate in the movie no but sadly i feel that the movie was something that needed to be made not for the arousal of pedophiles when they will be aroused anyway. They can walk into a supermarket and the way young girls dress now, they can see that. Like, when when I was 12 years old, like, girls, they dressed like they was 12. They were 12, and you see a girl, you be like, oh, yeah, she's 10, because she looked 10. It's so many girls I see now, 10, 11, 12 years old, with full makeup going to school. With short dresses to where you be like, is she 18 or is she 11? Like, so much has changed over time. And that is where, also, I feel the movie was trying to send a message in regards to social media, in regards to how much that plays a role. Because, like I said, when... 
when female rappers or even what's going on now with the period challenge where you got to post the picture, you know, showing your ass or having your butt sticking out and your butt is supposed to stand for the P. And then after you post a picture of your butt, then you spell the rest of the word period, you know, E-R-I-O-D. But I'm saying like challenges like that. If y'all don't think that is promoting sexuality and that is not causing these young girls to do dumb shit and, and wrongly believe that, okay, if I show my body in this way, then I will gain attention because that is what people see. And it's, I mean, it's sad. Now, if we dive into like celebrities for a second, like the celebrities out here, the new ones that come on the scene that gain 1 million, 2 million, 3 million followers in terms of like the female hip hop artists, they're the ones who pose naked half the time. They're the ones who twerk on Instagram. Those are the ones that gain more followers. Now, those out here like Rhapsody and, you know, plenty others out here in terms of female rappers, you know, who put out great content, but they post pictures of themselves fully clothed. They have about 66% less followers as opposed to the female rappers out there who, while they may not be as talented, they reveal more of their bodies to where women look at the pictures and say, oh, that's body's goals. Oh, she looks so great. And then men say, oh, oh, I wish I could hit that because they see the body. And that like that is a message that I feel it's I mean, like she said, man, like she said in that clip, I just played y'all. It is dangerous because we are letting women know, especially young girls, that you get more attention showing off your body than you do, you know, for how smart you may be. You get more attention by twerking as opposed to posting your master's degree. Now, should you live for attention? No. But in the society that we live in now, especially with social media, attention is important. And it's sad that we have even, even um, reached that point. But like I said, when I was working in middle school, man, I'm not going Say where I worked at, but those of y'all who know me, y'all know the county I worked in now. There was a student, um, let me see, she was in we was in middle school, she was she was in seventh grade. And every every single day she came to school, she was dressed her age. You know, she just looked like a little girl. You know, she's a she's she's like she's a child. So she dressed her age, but she used to come. And get bullied. Ah, oh, look at your jeans. Why your jeans like that? Why your jeans rolled up at the bottom? I'm like, yo, she going to school to eat lunch and do her work and go outside and play with her friends. Like, fuck you want her to look like? Khloe Kardashian? But she got bullied. You know, I reported it. Of course, I wrote it up. School ain't do shit. Like, you know how school's now. It's like a whole new era for school. School ain't do shit. So after about two weeks, she came to school and... She was looking different. She ain't have her hair the same way no more. You know, the way that I, I feel a lot of grown women, they look great with their hair natural, you know, curly or, you know, with it out. They look great. Her hair wasn't like that no more. I could tell she went to the the beauty salon and she got, you know, what everybody get on social media. You know, she got, she had a, a, like a, she like, she was 11 but she had like a little lace front wig. You know, she had that. 
her clothes, you know, before she was covered up. She was looking 10. She was looking 11. Now, she got on the bus, and I'm like, I'm looking like, yo, this is this is crazy, man. Like the, like with the pressure that young girls face to look cute, to look desirable. The only way I can be desirable is to show off my body. Like that is a massive, important message that the movie was trying to show. Like I said, the truth is not always going to be pretty. Reality is not always going to be something that is great to look at or something that is not cringeworthy. Because I can admit there were a lot of moments in the movie that were cringeworthy. Like it just didn't feel right, but I understood it for the bigger purpose, for the bigger message. Again, I know like I think outside the box and like I don't always you know, based my opinions off of, oh, let me let me go to the shade room. Like, what is the comments in the shade room saying? That is what I'm going to believe. No, I think for myself. Like, there was a bigger message that needed to be told, but back to the story. So she came, you know, everything was more revealing. You know, she ain't have the same sneakers on no more. Now she had on these little, they wasn't like high heels, but they were like, you know, like the, the, like the little heels were like the little, Stocky, stumpy looking wedges. It was those kind. Like, she looked like a completely different child. And I'm just thinking, like, I felt bad because I'm like, like, she was so happy before. You know, she had friends that also dressed like kids. They were happy, they were smiling, but she let the fact that she was being bullied and the school did nothing about it, she let that make her feel, you know what? I don't feel pretty. I don't feel desirable. I don't feel as if I am as cute as the other girls. So to make myself feel pretty and to make myself fit in more, I'm going to dress like them. And when I tell y'all, man, like that hurt me so much. Like I went home at the end of that school day. And like that stuck with me the entire weekend. The fact that, because I just thought about myself having a daughter and the fact that you know, like if I had a daughter and she's 10 or 11 and, you know, like like she goes to school happy and she feels confident in herself and she feels as if she is pretty. But if she goes to school and now she is being bullied, oh, why your hair look like that? Comb your hair out. Why you, you know, why your hair not straight? You know, look at my wig. My, my hair is cute. Yours is ugly. And these were by other black girls doing that. Like people really underestimate or downplay like the effects of social media and also the effects of their natural surroundings because when you go on social media and again I know like I live in reality so a lot of y'all gonna act as if oh no it's not true you know Meg the Stallion she's doing woman empowerment these are kids I'm talking about kids girls that's 10 11 and 12 years old they're not thinking about woman empowerment they're thinking about how can I feel desirable? How can I fit in? How can I make boys like me? And based off social media, the, like a guy can't like you, you know, look at my personality. I have a great sense of humor. No, the number one way to make a guy look at you or like you based off of social media is what? To show your body. So again, I encourage all of y'all right now that's listening, watch the movie. Watch Cuties. Now, 
It w- is some parts going to make you cringe? 100% yes. But there's a bigger message. There's a bigger purpose to the movie. And I also understand that some of you guys right now are going to say, I'm not listening to him no more. Why is he telling people to watch the movie Cuties? I mean, that's fine. That's your opinion. I'm saying my opinion. So if you are, you are entitled to feel how you feel. Or you can DM me, like I always say, at Lunchroom Chat Apart on Instagram. So I encourage you guys out there, watch the movie. And then after you watch the movie in full, if you like the movie or if you didn't like the movie, DM me on Instagram at Lunchroom Chat Apart. Send a voice message or just send a message and I'll play it on the show on the next episode. And, you know, we're going to dive into like, like I have no issue with touching topics that may be touchy or talking about things that may not be, you know, oh, I guess what some people may not want to speak on because I mean, I, I understand it's kind of touchy. We're talking about children. Now, if I felt that these girls were on set and they were unsafe and they were put in a situation that can jeopardize, that can jeopardize them physically as well as mentally, then my opinion would be hundred percent different so we're gonna take a quick break man i don't know man i got i I still got some more shit i want to talk but i was gonna let y'all go a little bit early but nah man there's some shit that's going on we're gonna take a quick break there's a girl well there's a a grown woman in florida she was killed by her pastor husband so we're gonna dive into that man domestic abuse is real this is johnny shows lunch and try to pause stay tuned What's up, man? We back. Look, for this topic, I want to be serious because I want to be sensitive to any woman out there or any man, rather, who in the past was a victim of domestic violence or abuse and those who currently suffer in silence. Because I think the story that went viral this past, well, last week in regards to the Florida pastor who murdered his wife, I believe that resonates with so many people because I'm going to play you out a clip. Now, the clip does not include the killing. The killing happened, I believe, a couple hours after this clip. This happened outside of a, a Navy Federal Union business. But in this clip, the husband, well, the wife and I believe her brother had went to a location to pick up some belongings, some clothes or, you know, stuff that she needed. But the husband showed up and the husband threatened to kill his sister, to kill his wife. He said, matter of fact, I'm going to play you out a clip first, man, because this. Again, but listen, and also before I even um, play the clip. Like you, you can like you can hear during the clip, the wife was not taking it seriously. And the guy, I believe it was her brother or uh, someone she was related to that said, look. He threatened to kill you. Like, you have to take this seriously. And let me play all this shit, man, because I'm getting angry just just thinking about it. Well, you don't know whether you are going to find out you're a pastor, my friend. Let the fuck out of here before I fuck you up. We didn't come here for you. We did not come. That is the brother right there telling the, the husband, look, get out of here before we fuck you up. Let's Let's continue with the clip. Don't let me, don't let me hurt you. Leave. 
We didn't come here for you. We came to get something. Can I promise you something? Promise me. If I don't kill your sister, then me, I am sick. You got the video, right? Yeah, I got right, it. Call the cops. No, it's not. No, call the cops, Jen. Do you hear that the guy saying call the cops? And the wife, the one who would eventually sadly be murdered hours later, said, no, 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 it's okay. Don't call the cops. What? Like, I don't even know what to say. Like, this is not normal. This goes back to a couple weeks ago where everybody was saying, you know, protect women, protect black women. This guy is trying to protect this black woman. But like I said the other week, and some of y'all slid in my DMs bashing and saying I'm, you know, I'm not protecting black women. Like I said, black women have, they have to protect themselves first. Like a man can do everything he can to protect you. But if you don't look out for yourself first and believe in yourself and just protect yourself first, there's nothing any man can do. Like he is letting you know, look, let's call the police. She is saying, no, don't do it. Don't do it. And a couple hours later, it's done. This, oh my God. No, Bobby, stop that. Fine. You don't play with threats like this. You don't? Then I'm calling the cops. No, 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 no. You don't play with threats. Please call the cops. It should escalate. He's threatening you in front of Do you Do, do y'all hear that? Do y'all really hear that? Like the guy is pleading, I'm calling the cops. I'm Let me do it. No, no, no. It's only going to escalate. It did escalate hours later. Like this is, it's not a game. Like y'all listening right now, this is not a game. You got to be 100% like this is not a game. It's not a joke. We're not doing that. Like if a guy has the, the confidence to raise his hand to you or even threaten. But this guy just said straight up, I'm going to kill your sister. That is what he said word for word. Like it's, it's no coming back from that. Like I don't care if a guy buy you a Gucci bag after that. He, like the ultimate, the ultimate, you know, abuse is death because you can't come back from that. There's no do-overs. There's no, ooh, ooh, pop, pop. Now you're going to wake up and start again. You're done. You are done. Me punish. Oh, my God. Me. He said he's going to kill you. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? All right, just make sure it's there so we can go. If that's it, let's go. Let's just get the hell is out of here. Is, is it it? Yeah. Okay. Make sure it's, let's get out of here. We ain't coming here no more, Bobby. You, you, you lost all You heard what he said? Is there anything else you need to get? Bobby, we're yeah, done. Whatever you want to get. Yeah, we're done. Oh, you lost all this. No, I'm going to come back for it. You're going to come back for what? No, it's okay. It's okay, Bobby. They saying, yo, leave the stuff in the house. Just take what you could carry and that's it. Don't come back to this house no more because he going to be here. Like, this is like, it just makes me so angry. And like, I hate being angry at, at shit like this, but... The fact that she should still be here had she took those words seriously. Like, it's not a game. It's not a joke. When a guy threatens your life, it's that's it. It's done. If a guy, like I said, if he has the confidence and the balls to raise his hand to you, 
Like, that's not okay. Like, stop thinking that is okay. Oh, you know, maybe I did something to deserve. No, you didn't. It don't work like that, man. We're going to stop that shit. There's no reason. It's no reason. What was the reason? What was the reason? I just explained the reason. What was the reason? There's no reason. Let, oh. let me finish playing the clip. Only a couple seconds left. It's another debt that can be paid off. Debt is debt. You cannot replace debt with life. Mm. And vice versa. Did y'all hear that? Like, she worrying about leaving stuff, you know, stuff of um monetary value. And the, the woman is like, yo, like, debt can be paid. I don't care if you owe 50000 in debt because of the marriage ending. That can be paid off. Your life cannot be brought back to you. It can't be, man. This is all, this ain't yours no more. Imagine if you come here by yourself. Mm. Even with us over here, he still attacked you. Fabian, don't play with these things. You don't Why play with that. You, you may not want to have him arrested, but you have to I make a police report. Mm. You have to have a police report for future sake. Mm. The police need to make a report. No, I'm going to use this so you can get a restraining order. Yeah. Mm. You, and make sure he's not coming in. Mm -mm -mm. Can you come look for my glasses, family? Look for my glasses, right? Make sure it's not coming in. Mm. If it fell over there, when we scuffled. Watch your car. Make sure she's not getting. Oh, I'll fucking. Don't go outside. Just look. Man, just that's painful. And like I said, when you think about the fact that roughly three to four hours later, the woman was dead. Life was over, man. Like that is how serious you have to take that. Let me play y'all the end result. This is a, oh man. Let me see if I can find an article. I just got so angry. This is from WKMG News. This is the news clip after the incident happened. Press conference earlier today. Police are calling the shooting a calculated crime. News 6's Mark Lehman has an update on the investigation. During an update with the Orlando police, investigators say they were able to arrest the suspect in yesterday's shooting without any further violence. As that man now faces first-degree murder charges in the killing of his wife, we're learning more about his background and a previous run-in with officers. Um, her family was understandably very shaken and uh, distraught. Detectives say it was a calculated crime that happened mm. quickly outside the Navy Federal Credit Union on Tuesday. As Barbara Tomey was arriving for work in the morning, Orlando police say her estranged husband, Sylvester Ofori, fatally shot her several times. They were going through a divorce and they were estranged for approximately three months. Investigators wouldn't elaborate about any warning signs that might have led up to the violence, but court records show a fight between the couple in 2016, something that resulted in resisting arrest charges for Ofori that were later dropped. That was his only arrest in Orange County until yesterday. Someone committed a heinous act of violence towards a loved one, um, and there's unfortunately no excuse for that. Police also say they learned Ofori is a pastor at Floodgates of Heaven Ministries in Orlando. But he did have uh, a pretty big online following. This motherfucker was a pastor. Followers, uh, called himself a prophet. His followers called him a prophet. The church sitting empty today. Meanwhile, Ofori is being held without bond on a charge of first-degree murder with a firearm. Tragic events happen all the time with people that are looked up to and uh, idolized. And, you know, it, it's unfortunate, it's tragic, and this is what we're dealing with now. In Orlando, Mark Lehman, getting results, News 6. That's sad, man. Let me see if I could get... 
Before I get my friend on the phone, I got to ask her a question because, like I said, I'm a guy, so I kind of want to get a woman's opinion on this in this episode. Just to, I guess, to find out, like, women who are in abusive relationships, like, what are some of the first steps they can do to notice signs of abuse? Like, how can a woman gather the courage to walk away? Let me see if I get on the phone, man. Hello. Hello? You hear me? Can you Hello? can you hear me? I can hear you. All right, there we go. But look, you know why I called you. Because there was a story last week, a trending story on social media of an African pastor who killed his wife. But the crazy thing to me was that he let her know hours beforehand that he was going to come back and kill her. So my first question to you is, you know, you're a woman. So my question is, like, why do you think a lot of women don't take it seriously in regards to being threatened by men when it comes to domestic violence? Like, why do you think they don't take it seriously? Not all, but a lot of women, they just don't take it seriously, like, from the first point. So... I wouldn't say it's a 100% oh, like, oh, he said he's going to kill me, but I don't believe him. I think it's more like they don't want to believe it. Like, the person who I love, person who I care about, now they're threatening to kill me. That's, that's kind of hard to, I feel like that's kind of hard to understand. That's hard to, to mm-hmm. take a grasp at. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel like that's that's like a big part of the reason. I mean, it's hard to how understand can you who you care about. But how do you? How can you? How do you feel like someone who you love is like? Well, I'm going to kill you. Like you don't want to believe that. Would you believe it? Like, well, well. Let me backtrack. Like, has a guy ever threatened to kill you or take your life or do physical harm to you? I mean, honestly, I've been blessed to say that I haven't been put in a predicament like that, Mm -hmm. like to wish bodily harm on me. I've never witnessed something like that, but I've definitely experienced, you know, some some rough rough words being thrown at me, like, but to just say, oh, like, I'm going to kill you. I mean, but going back to this to you. But, like, going back to what you said in regards to, you know, it's hard for someone to believe that, you know, having their life threatened, I guess that the, um, that the person is serious. But, like, like why won't you believe it? Because, like, death, that's the ultimate, like, that's, like. You don't want to believe it. You don't want to believe that. You don't want to believe that. I mean, you don't want to, but I you feel like. You don't want to believe it. And I feel like, I feel like it's also, like, a, a, a protective thing also. Like, who, you don't, you're not going to want to believe that. Like, it doesn't, to you. To that person in that particular situation, to them, it doesn't make logical sense. Mm-hmm. I've done A, B, C, D, E, F, G for you, and now you're saying, oh, like, I'm just going to up and kill you. Like, I read up on the story a little bit, so I don't 100% know all of the details. But from what I hear is that, one, she was in the process of divorcing. Yeah, yeah. They, they were. They were. They were going through a divorce. They've been estranged mm-hmm. about three months, they said. They was estranged three months when the incident and happened. also there's there's also something of potentially about his residency at stake. I'm assuming he's not 
from what I hear is that he's also not an actual U.S. citizen. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, she... Yeah, go ahead. I mean, but still, like, the fact that he showed up hours before and let you know, like, like I'm going to kill you. Like, like, like... You, she probably... You said she what? She probably thought those words were just in... She probably thought those words were just in anger. Like, you know, all he doesn't mean that he's just upset. You know, we're going to talk about this later. I mean, yeah, but, like, when you hear words like that, like, that's something you got to take seriously. Because if you've seen the video, like, the brother said, look, I'm going to call the cops. Like, like that's something you don't play with. And you hear her in the background, no, don't do it. You're only going to yeah, make it worse. No. So, so, like, that lets me exactly, know, like, this is was- this is not the first time something like that has happened. Like, there has been incidents in the past. Of course not. But at the end of the day, and as unfortunate and as messed up as it sounds, mm-hmm. she's protecting who she loves. Because how easy could it have been for her to just be like, oh, my brother's calling the cops? Yeah, let's do this. This man would have been in jail, and she would have been at home with her family, safe and sound. That's crazy. All right, but look, like I don't want to do this, but like, like let's put it like a hypothetical situation. So you dating a guy okay. for about two to three years. Everything is great for like two or three years, and one day, I guess you do something to make him angry, and like he just he, like he smacks you in the face. Like what? Like what would you do from that point? Now, keep in mind, you've been dating this guy for about three years. You love him. You know, up until now, you guys have had a great relationship. But he just smacks you one day. Like, what do you think you would do? In that situation, I mean, it's it's hard to say what you're gonna do in that situation. Mm-hmm. What I would do now is, even though I'm a woman, <laughs> he's most likely stronger than me. I'm gonna get a licket. <laughs> <laughs> he might beat my behind in the process, but he's getting hit back, and then we're calling the cops, and I'm calling my family members. You're gonna you're gonna get jumped. But <laughs> that's how you. <laughs> No, oh, you're, you're gonna you're gonna get <laughs> you're gonna get jumped. But would you stay? Would you stay after the fact? You know? No, no, mm. no. I I think that's 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 just on a whole different level. Like you know, like cheating is one thing, and I'm not saying I condone cheating, but I feel like a cheating incident you can maybe come back from you know like Mm -hmm. go to therapy and stuff like that but physical harm to somebody there's no coming back to that i mean you're right but there's a woman i know where you know she got into a situation with you know with her fiance and you know she got beat and then Mm -hmm. about a week later he came back he bought her the new iphone he bought her a bag he bought her all these gifts and then she's back to posting him on social media as if everything was perfect like to me, that sends a bad message because it lets in, it lets the guy know that it's okay. Oh, of course, and unfortunately, it goes back to the fact that every single person is different. Everyone, to me, everyone has that threshold. Mm-hmm. You know, there are some people who get beat all the time by their men, and who are we to judge? We don't know all the factors that are going inside that household. Maybe she has no way to go. You know, maybe he's just like got a gun to her head, like you're not going nowhere, I agree. and there's like I no agree. escape. You know, we don't 100 percent know. It's just like we can't be like, oh, hold on, man. We don't know what's going on. I mean, but but I, but I guess 
I guess like in a situation like that where, you know, the guy may be, you know, holding a hostage, quote unquote, like, like, what do you think a woman can mm-hmm. do in that situation? Because like, she can't stay forever because she's going to end up dying anyway. No, she can't stay forever. And the best thing I would say is whenever you can, little by little, mm. can you escape out? You know, you it might have to be in the middle of the night. It might have to be one day you at work. And you leave work early, and you just don't come back. <laughs> you just gonna disappear yeah. on your man? If he's beating my ass, and I have no way to escape, and if I this is my opening, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. No one deserves that. I'm leaving. You can buy me whatever you want. That's not gonna make me stay. Materialistic things don't mean anything to me personally. Some mm-hmm. um, some women can't get bought off. You're right. It happens a lot. But, like, I want to ask you one more thing. Now, the other week, like, remember the whole, everything that was going around on social media, the whole hashtag, like, protect black woman? Remember when that was going around? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, again, yes. this this is my opinion as a guy. I feel like mm-hmm. a, lo- a, a lot of black men do protect black women, but I feel like a, like a woman has to protect herself first. Like, because, like, if you look at, like, relationships mm-hmm. now on social media, like, everything seems perfect. Okay. Like, every 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 couple seems great, you know, from the outside looking in. But, like, if people don't come online and post, like, what really happens, like, what really goes on, like, you can't be protected from, you know, abuse in relationships if the world thinks everything is perfect. So, so I guess, like, how do you feel about that? Because, like I said, I feel like black women have to protect themselves first in some situations, before somebody else can protect them because if we don't know, we don't know. I mean, you're right in that aspect that if we don't know, we we you you can't help if you don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. But I feel like people take social media too serious. They do. If I see a perfect couple if I see a quote unquote perfect couple on Instagram I already know they got problems at home. They're not going to share with us. It's not ne- it's not necessarily our business anyway. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, if I'm in a relationship with a person, you gonna see what I want you to see. <laughs> That's what everyone's gonna do. You gonna is that it's the truth. You're I mean, you're right. It's true. It's sad, but it's true. I gotta laugh because you're right. Like like that's the part I hate because like I know so many people that be behind closed doors arguing, they bickering, they fighting. But then when I go to their page, it's Oh, you know, I got the I got the best king in the world. So, like, I just be kind of torn in but that aspect. Arguments are not unhealthy in a relationship. It's what you say that matters. It's when the arguments become hurtful. Is mm. what is is the cause. Now, flipping back on what you say, when you say um, protect black women, I mm. don't think I feel I I don't know if I'm just getting you wrong. So it's I am, you just correct me. But to me, when I hear that hashtag coming from someone who is a black woman, mm-hmm. when I hear of protection, of protecting me, I mean, like, how how, how many articles have you read of this black, per- this black woman got raped or assaulted or beat? And not even necessarily from a person that they're in a relationship with, a perfectly like a stranger mm. and oh. sometimes these happen in public as they're they're asking video where, where was it 
it was, I can't remember if it was in the Bronx or if it was Brooklyn. I don't know if you remember this story. This happened maybe like July-ish. Mm-hmm. It was a 16-year-old black girl, and she got jumped by at least 10 black boys. How is that okay? Wait, was it the one where she got thrown in, inside that, the trash can? Was it that? Was it that video? No, she didn't get thrown inside the trash can. It was literally 10. She was walking down the street. This was either Brooklyn or the Bronx. Literally just walking down the street, minding her own business, and a whole bunch of boys come out of nowhere. Black boys come mm-hmm. out of nowhere and start jumping her, push her to the ground. They steal her sneakers. Oh, I remember that video. I'm not saying I agree with the situation. No, it, like it's wrong, but I'm saying like 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 those guys don't speak for every other black man in America. They don't, and we're not saying, oh, this is all black men, this is all black men do, this is down the third. We're just asking for your protection. And just how black men say they want to be loved by black women, mm-hmm. they just want our love. It shouldn't be like, a, oh, well, I'm not like this, I don't do this. You probably, even though they're not in your circle, you probably know mm-hmm. a dude who don't treat women good, just like, a black girl in, may, in her circle, that circle might be tight, but you might know of a, of a black girl who don't treat her man right, mm-hmm. don't do this, does that in the third. That's what we mean by black men need to protect black women and vice versa. Like, we, how can I explain this? We tit for tat and we fight and we fight. And it's like, it shouldn't have to be the reason. It shouldn't be like, oh, well, yeah, black women need this, but mm-hmm. fuck the butt. Fuck the butt. I saw, I saw. Black women need this, and black men need that. Like, period. Like, we need to work together. Like, we're always pinning ourselves against each other, and we're never going to make it. Uh, I agree right there, 100%. So I guess, like, my last question is, I guess, so based on what you said, like, what do you feel black men can do, or, like, the steps we can take to protect black women? Like, what can we do? Hmm. I was just like, just be there, like be sincere. And I'm not saying, and at the end of the day, you always got to protect yourself as well. Mm-hmm. But like, if you see a black woman struggling and you can help out safely, help. I'm sick and tired of seeing videos of black women getting beat Me or too. slapped up by a man and there's multiple people there and no one's helping. And instead of and instead of helping that person, they're taking videos. How is that okay? I, I mean is, I don't I, know if you thought You said what? Go ahead. You go ahead. No, but I'm saying like like that's where it's tough because like everybody does that. And like you are hundred percent right. Like it's sad and it's sickening, but like everything that goes on, like all everybody does is like the first thing they do is take off their phone so they can record it and post it online. Like, like, every- how is that? How is that appropriate? Like, it's there not was appropriate. A video that I saw that that triggered my mind. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, it was again in New York City, and New York City be wild, and this is part of the reason why I don't really be over there. <laughs> um, it was a homeless man, and obviously, probably has some mental issues going on, but was following this young black woman and attacked her Mm. and was literally on top of her trying to pull her clothes down. Mind you, they're in the middle of the subway. 
Oh, no one's helping I seen them. that. Yeah, Everyone's everybody in a had their phone out. Yeah, I seen that. Had their phones out. You trying to tell me two, not two, three guys could have taken that guy off of her? I mean, I. Like you are one hundred percent right, and like that's why, like on social media, like like I always say what I say because like we live in an era now where it's like instead of like protecting each other, we just everybody want to record that moment to to post online to get attention. So I just I, like I really don't know what we can do because everybody is just so like social medialized to where like that's the only thing on their mind. Like it could be their mama getting raped if they could record the video and you know post it on their page and get likes and views. Like that's the route they're gonna take. So I really don't know what we can do right now, because like everything is just, just like for like, attention. I don't know what we could do, to be honest. I just feel like everyone needs to be open-minded. Like if I say, "Hey, I'm this from a black man," mm-hmm. like give me that. Don't be like, "Well, oh, I do this." I, I, I don't. First of all, I didn't ask you for all of that. <laughs> I'm telling you what I need. Just like you're telling me what you need mm-hmm. so that I can provide that to you, I am asking for the same in return. I am not asking for the world. I am asking you to love, respect me, and protect me. Mm. I don't know what else to say after that. You <laughs> you sound like you was angry or like, like I did something wrong. Did I do something wrong? Shut up, mom. <laughs> I feel like that was aimed at me, but I mean, that's why I was calling. Cause like over the years, you're like a mature woman, someone who, whose opinion I, you know, like I trust your opinion. I feel like you, you know, you're going to give me the, like the real honest opinion. So like, I appreciate you for even letting me call you to even dive into this topic, but everything you said, like, like I'm going to use it in my real life. I'm a, I'm going to try to be better. Like you said, we got to protect black women. I hope you do. <laughs> I, I hope you do. I hope you do. You know, no. don't don't say it like that. Like yo, believe me, don't say that. <laughs> I believe you. I believe you. All right, I'm gonna call you back. All right, no problem. All right, bye. Bye. She like that right there. That's a mature black woman, man. That's a woman. Did y'all hear what she said? I agree with everything she said, man. We gotta be better as people. We gotta be better, man. I've been telling y'all this for so many episodes that when situations happen, the first thing people do is grab their phone. Like, I don't care if it's a, I don't care what's happening. I don't care if you think, oh, I can record this and post online and get all the likes I want. Like, help each other, man. I told y'all a situation that happened before in Statesboro, Georgia, when I first moved to Georgia. There was a girl getting beat and I see every... I see men, women outside recording they, with the phones, recording the fight. She getting beat up. She getting dragged down the grass. The girl about to drag the other chick to the to the damn water. It was two girls fighting outside. One girl was about to drag the chick and throw her in the pond. And I'm like, yo, break the fight up. Like I said that from my balcony. And I guess when I said it, they kind of all scattered. But up until then, I'm looking like, yo, it's men, it's women out here. Break up the fight. So, again, like she said, we got to protect black women, man. We got to do a better job. And I'm not biased. I understand that there there are things I can do to better protect black women. So, I'm going to use what she said in my everyday life. And like I said, I'm going to just keep doing what I can to spread awareness to just let other people know that everything don't got to be for social media. It's okay to not have that video 
that's going to get you an extra 200 likes at the expense of somebody's death. Because you never know the route certain things are going to go. So I'm going to leave you on that note, man. This is John A. Schultz. This is the Lunchroom Tether Podcast. As always, let your friends know. Share this. Share the episode. Retweet it. Post it online. Follow me on Lunchroom Chatter Pod. You can follow my Patreon page. I got videos on there. I got more videos coming up. Thank you guys for tuning in, man. I really hope y'all keep rocking with me after this episode. I know some of y'all going to hate me after the whole Netflix conversation. But think about what I said, man. John A. Schultz checking out.